0: Chapter twenty four of Baseball Joe and the School Nine by Lester Chadwick. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Donald Cummings, Monroe, Connecticut. Chapter twenty four, two of a kind. There is another resignation to act on, said Dr. Rudden after a pause, and somehow he did not seem half as worried over it as Luke had hoped he would be. What shall we do with it? Take it! exclaimed Tom and it was accepted with a promptness that startled the former captain the action taken to-night makes it necessary to elect a new manager and a captain went on the professor perhaps the manager should be elected first whom will you have peaches lantfeld called some teeter nelson said others george bland sister davis ward gerard tommy burton called various lads there were more nominations but peaches received the majority of votes and was declared elected teeter was the first to congratulate him and the others followed now a captain suggested the chairman joe matson yelled scores of voices no i can't accept cried joe jumping to his feet if i'm going to pitch i want to give all my time to that i'm much obliged but i decline i think it would not be wise to make your pitcher the captain especially at this time spoke dr rudden the catcher is in a better position to captain a team for he can see all the plays you will have to have a new catcher and ward gerard called joe he's caught for me on the scrub and ward ward gerard scores of lads took up the calling of his name he was very popular and was elected in a minute while hiram and luke followed by jake weston filed from the room in plainly shown disgust sneers on their faces nothing more remained to do save have a conference of the new captain and manager to arrange for future practice in playing this was soon done and ward told the lads to report early the next monday afternoon when they would play the scrub which organization had also to select a new captain and pitcher as well as catcher now all i want is to get tom davis on the school nine and i'll be happy said Joe to Peaches and Teeter as the meeting broke up. I think you can, declared Teeter. Jake Weston is going to get out, I hear, and Tom will fit in. Charlie Borden can take Jake's place at short, and Tom can play first, which he's used to. Oh, I guess old Excelsior Hall has come into her own again, and we'll make some of these other teams sit up and take notice. And Jake did resign, following the example of his two cronies. This made a place for Tom, and he promptly filled it. There was a snap and a vim to the playing of the school nine when they first went at it with the changed players that fairly took the breath out of the scrub. Of course, that unfortunate collection of players was weakened by the withdrawal of Joe, Ward, and Tom, but even with players of equal strength, it is doubtful if they could have held the school nine down. Joe and his mates struck a winning streak, and the young pitcher never was better than in the practice game on Monday afternoon. Joe's pitching his head off observed tom davis and when ward missed holding one or two particular hot ones he thought the same thing the school team won a decisive victory but that doesn't mean we will beat trinity on saturday said peaches the new manager don't begin to take it easy fellows and then follows the second game in the series with morningside we've got to get that or these boys will think they've gotten into the habit of beating us we'll trim them both cried tom sure assented joe it was like old times now he reflected he and tom together on a team as they had been on the silver stars the only thing that worried joe was the theft of his father's papers and patent models he knew it would mean a serious loss to his parents and joe was rather in fear that he might have to leave boarding school if i have to go away i hope it won't be until after i have helped win back the blue banner he confided to tom oh don't worry advised his chum and a few days later joe received a letter from home telling him the same thing mr matson wrote that whereas the loss would badly cripple him yet he did not want joe to worry the game with trinity was a source of delight to the excelsior team their rivals came to the diamond battlefield eager for victory and they worked hard for it but the new combination was too much for them when the final run was chalked up the score stood excelsior hall eleven trinity four that's what we want to do to morningside said tom and we will predicted joe they had hard practice before the second game with their ancient rivals for morningside was a foe whom excelsior hall was always eager to beat in the series for the possession of the blue banner she had three games with morningside and a like number with the other teams in the league it was the day of the second morningside game and it was to take place on the excelsior diamond the weather could not have been better. Spring was just merging into summer, and the lads were on their mettle. There had been a big improvement in their playing, and they were ready to do battle to a finish. Luke and Hiram had not been in evidence since their resignations. They occasionally came to a game, or to practice, but they made sneering remarks, and few of the students had anything to do with them. It was quite a jolt for Hiram, used as he was to running matters to suit himself the crowd began arriving early at the excelsior diamond for word had gone around that it was to be a game for blood and both teams were on edge if excelsior had improved so had morningside they had strengthened their men by long hard practice and they were confident of victory joe and tom had expected before this to hear something about their old enemy sam morton at morningside but the former pitcher for the silver stars was seldom mentioned however it was learned that he was to substitute in the morningside excelsior game out on the diamond trotted the renovated excelsior nine they were received with a burst of applause and at once got to practice a little later out came their rivals and there was a cheer for them immediately the opposition cheering and shouting contingents got busy and there was a riot of sound going to stay and see the game asked luke of hiram as they entered the gate yes might as well gee i hope our fellows lose nice sentiments weren't they for an excelsior student but then hiram was very sore and angry so do i added luke it would show them what a mistake they made by dropping us that's right agreed the conceited hiram if they had only waited we'd have come out all right it was all the fault of joe matson and tom davis i'll get square with them yet they strolled over the grounds, winding in and out amid the throngs. They almost collided with a morning side player. "'Beg your pardon,' murmured Luke. "'Oh, it's Sam Morton,' he added, for he had met Sam in town a week or so previously. "'Have you met Hiram Shell, Sam?' And he introduced the two. "'Oh, yes. You're the manager of the Excelsiors,' said Sam. "'Glad to know you. I think we'll beat you again. I may pitch after the fifth inning.' "'I'm only the sub now, but I expect to be the regular soon.' "'I was the manager,' replied Hiram bitterly. "'But Joe Matson and his crowd put up a game on me, and I resigned.' "'Joe Matson, eh? "'He's the same fellow who made a lot of trouble for me.' "'Excuse me,' murmured Luke. "'I see a friend of mine. "'I'm going to leave you for a minute.' "'All right,' assented Hiram. "'So Joe Matson made trouble for you too, eh?' "'He went on to Sam, curiously. "'Yes.' He played a mean trick on me and took my place as pitcher, which wasn't exactly true, as my old readers know. I'd like to get square with him some way, concluded Sam. Say, so would I, exclaimed Hiram eagerly. Shake hands on that. He's a low sneak, and he played a mean trick on me. I'd do anything to get even. Maybe we can, suggested Sam. How? Oh, lots of ways. Come on over here, where no one will hear us maybe we can fix up some scheme on him i'd give a good deal to get even so would i added hiram i wish i could get him off the nine and out of the school i'll help you proposed sam eagerly and then the two who were very much of a kind when it came to disliking our hero walked off whispering together play ball came the distant cry of the umpire and the great excelsior morningside game was about to start but the plotters did not turn back to watch it. End of chapter 24